This podcast you're about to listen to is a controlled experiment using trained intellectual monkeys. The following episode is one of the infinite debates these monkeys have had. Remember that these are the opinions of real monkeys and may not reflect the opinions of the highly trained human scientists in charge. And most importantly, no monkeys were harmed in the making of this podcast. Sleepy cast. It's all you have to, all you have to do is say words, just string words together. Yeah, just some big words that I don't have. I would try to, but I'm just not that good. I don't have them right now. You could you could give string theory another go. There's ten dimensions, <laughs> right? I I really enjoyed that because I think you started with eleven dimensions. I yeah I don't I really don't know how many there are. <laughs> the dimensions just slowly collapse upon themselves, don't you know? Right. Our, as our universe expands, the rest of the dimensions are collapsing. And while in the middle of Gunner's talking, he's just so in tune with the other dimensions that the eleventh dimension just stopped existing. Yeah. Right. So. I mean, this is pretty straightforward, Teo. I don't know how you didn't get this from last conversation. <laughs> yeah, I just wasn't operating at a high enough dimension. Well, there's a countable infinity and uncountable, so. Right. Yeah. You I, just got to transcend yourself a little bit. That, that transcending stuff. It's not, it's not, it's not as not simple intuitive. as it sounds. It's not intuitive. It sounds simple. But. slinging some poop and then having to come and talk some more i just want to have a nap but it is saturday uh november the 17th at the 900th hour present our three infinite monkeys tail gunner and tyler this experiment zero one two a discussion on you know what i really have to figure out what these discussions are before i do this intro because otherwise <laughs> i just say it. it's a discussion on discussion on whatever so-and-so's talking about. it's a discussion on whatever's on tail's piece of paper that he just like <laughs> whacked down in front of us very heftily <laughs> to get an emotional baseline reading how's everyone doing today i'm sleepy but you know sort of like like focused? neutral and focused yeah so like zen a bit zen so yeah. no yeah. stress minimal stress okay so there's a little bit of stress so, so it's like a it's like a flat line with some like white noise in there yeah 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 okay. yeah i'm pretty much the same i like that that pre-zen pre-zen out feeling right now right, here i was just gonna say going over the gunner that you were just literally a flat line because you're just like zoned out and dead i'm just zoned out stop beating yeah just i like i like EKG is just flat i definitely like these morning podcasts i feel like i'm just like in a nice calm relaxed state it's good. Now, is that because you just woke up? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Don't have all of the pressures of the day to backdrop our conversation. You're right. You just have the entire pressures of the entire week. <laughs> it's like slowly eating you. <laughs> but not this morning, because yeah. today we're going to transcend transcend the week. If Be this podcast is on transcendence, my mind is blown, and this is like a magic trick. Oh, man. So, Taya, what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about 
space. We're going to talk about the final frontier. Cool. Yeah. We're going to transcend the Earth. Is space the final frontier? <laughs> Just dive in right <laughs> Well, um, at least in the foreseeable future, I think I think it is. Like I just pretty, imagine pretty final. I like, mean, I imagine that you just get to the end of space and there's just like a coffee shop there. <laughs> there's got to be at least one out there. If you just drive far enough in your space shuttle, you'll eventually find you know the end of the universe and you'll just have coffee. Possibly. What? Unprobably, but probably. What does the end of the universe look like? Um, well, let me tell you all about that because I know exactly what it looks like. Oh, cool. It's you, you've been there? You've yeah, been there? I've been there. Well, I've seen it. Is it a brick wall? Um, Cement? No, it's a force field. It's just a force, a force field. field. Like, we're in a simulation, and that's just like the, the limits of the game. Oh, so you they know? just can't really just, render that much further out. So that's all it is. Yeah, it's, it's just an invisible wall. Huh. You know, you reach the end of the map. And then, oh, so, it looks really nice. Like, like there's, there's a backdrop. There's like there's more black. And, oh, no, there's mountains. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, like, it's like the Truman Show. They have like painted clouds and stuff off in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Actually, so it's, it's a bit wonkier than that because like the designers of our universe kind of messed up they they you know flipped a negative sign or whatever and so like we're the outside of the map that's why it's all black on the edge of the universe that's that's supposed to be the universe because it's all mountains and like waterfalls and like this whole cool world and stuff um so yeah right on I just, I'm just like picturing just someone making like a very practical joke where they're just like, we're going to end the, we're going to stop rendering the universe here. And then just like, you know, a kilometer off in the distance, you just see something freaking awesome. You're just like, I want to go there, but I can't. <laughs> you just stuck at this force field running towards it, but you can never get to it. That'd be fun. Oh, it'd be even worse if it was like the, I don't know, you guys ever played Super Mario 64? Mm-hmm. Like the Super Mario 64 Infinite Stairs. It's like you feel like, it's not even like a wall. Right. It's like you feel right. like you're running towards I'm making you. progress. Yeah, that's <laughs> how I was imagining. music, yeah. you know, it's higher and higher. <laughs> totally. Totally progressing. That'd be awful. Yeah, that'd be pretty brutal. So what about this final frontier? What are we, what are we, what are we diving into? All right. So I am going to argue, I'm going to run through some, some premises and some, some, some conclusions today. Some, some axioms. Uh, yeah, there are some axioms. It's those three things. I think those three things, maybe some definitions. So definitions, axioms, arguments. Yeah. Conclusions. Conclusions, no particular order. You can do the conclusions first. Yeah, well, that's always fun. <laughs> Actually, I will start with that. The human species should be an interplanetary species. That's the conclusion. Okay. Yeah. Do we get more? Yes. Or do we, okay. I mean, I mean, I mean like, you can riff off that if you want. No, I agree with that. I think we, I like the idea of it, you know, being like Star Trek or Star Wars or something like that, flying off into the planets and stuff like that. That sounds fun. Well, besides fun, but like, why did, why should they be? Why, why is the qualifier they should, that's basically like they have to be, or they, they must be. Why do we have to do anything for any reason? Why can't it just be for fun? Just, hey, let's go have some space races so this, that this, sounds like a lot of fun i mean it sounds like a lot of fun but the cynic in me is you know whenever you're like we should just do it for fun you know that some jerk's gonna sit there and monopolize it and be like let's it, entertainment we know what we do for entertainment value for humans they make more money than everybody well that's kind of where it's going didn't they didn't spacex just recently like sell their first thing ticket for space to a guy 
and he's like taking a bunch of artists or something like that yeah, up there. Yeah, I think so. And so like that's kind of it's already it's gone that way. I mean, I feel like that's a bit different than like go on like a pleasure cruise well, rocket. Go to Mercury and see <laughs> see that. I don't know what you'd see there. <laughs> the sun would be really hot. So the reason why I think we should go is more to do with um uh like the human species is the only species on the planet that seems most likely to be able to preserve sentient life and other life. Preserve what life? Sentient life and other life. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So basically we're the only ones with brains who are smart enough to understand the conceptual abstraction of preservation. Well, that and able to coordinate and like make technology and like build rockets and like nuclear and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Like, if I'm like a like a, I don't know what the word I want to use for. I just want to keep using the word cynic. But like, you know, part of me is just like, I'm okay with things dying, and I'm okay with things ceasing to exist. Um, like, for example, uh, when I had to listen through a bunch of um, talks of various scientists who came in and were talking about their research like every single time there was an ecologist who came in i said <laughs> and they're talking about like we're studying the species to preserve it or stop it from ex going extinct i'm like why and no one really gave me an answer i think gunner i think gunner is the one at one point who gave me like a half decent answer but like no ecologist could ever tell me why i care that these things are dying well that that kind of leads into an interesting first part of the argument um, I, I sort of have the view that, um, there's kind of a hierarchy of priority. There's like, okay, non-life is not good. Like it, given the choice, life is preferable to not life. I, I'm not saying life is preferable to death. Mm -hmm. I'm saying life is preferable to not life. Like existence is generally good. And why is that statement true to you? Um, because I think on average, you know, most vast majority of living things want to stay alive. Okay, so you're looking at it from the from the from the aspect of life, not from the aspect of the unliving things that the life destroys. Well, I I think by definition that doesn't matter. Like I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like rocks. You, you, you don't give a shit about those rocks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pre pre life centric. I think I think that's that's the first axiom. Like, who okay. cares about objects? I mean. Like objects are dumb unless they're unless they're relevant to, to life right yeah the only reason why we care about climate change is because there's so much life at stake it's right. not be like we wouldn't care if oh, venus is experiencing some climate change well venus is just a barren rock we don't really care about that we care about earth because it's cascading with so much biodiversity exactly. life which is better than you know sulfuric acid rain, yeah. <laughs> raining from the sky yeah but so so like um the 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 um, things only matter insofar as they relate to living things. I, th I think that pretty much holds generally. Like I, th I think that's just general truth. I, I, th I think you have to make one assumption, and that assumption is just that you're, uh, you're assuming, okay, this is gonna, this is gonna get, get abstract. You're assuming dichotomy between living and non-living. Um, sure. because, because there might be something else that's in, there could be a third thing there. It doesn't happen. Like based on all our observations and all 
our senses, it's a dichotomy. So you have to make that assumption first. Sure. And then, and, and the reason why I think that assumption, like the reason why that assumption is also important is because it's under the, uh, the other assumption that there is not necessarily something else that's neither living or dead that um, has, it's kind of going back to like the determinism podcast, but like <laughs> that hasn't already like already knows the course of what should happen. Like there, like in a very abstract sense, um, you have to assume that there's no thing that's bigger than non-living and living that is already like, okay, life has to die for whatever reason. Maybe it's like, you know, um, this life has to die because I need more carbon out molecules, um, to create something even better. But, but I mean, if, if it just cares about carbon molecules, why, why would the, why would the life it, it needs that, it needs that many carbon molecules. <laughs> but um, I think, I think what you can t do instead of looking at it like dichotomously is looking at it hierarchically, um, because then you can kind of retool that hierarchy to fit in whatever this other thing is because like currently right now as we have it it would be like rocks are at the bottom and then you have like you guys fucking hate yeah, rocks. We're just rocks today. <laughs> well yeah and then you and then you have uh like uh, biomolecules or something like that viruses i would argue would be the next step bacteria whatever so so on and so forth until you get to people and that would be kind of constrained by sentience so if you have some kind of like amazing you know god thing that's existing out there i guess that would predispose people to be lower on the hierarchy because it would be higher up on the sentience kind of level because as it stands to me like even though we're both alive like bugs and people uh people are way more sentient than bugs so we kind of get higher up on that hierarchy and so if like you're saying we discover some other you know life or something out there then it's more sentient or something than us, then right. I guess, would that make it so it's more important than us? I mean, yeah, I think if we d discovered it, <laughs> yeah, then, you know, we have discovers to discover us. Yeah. I also want to say, I don't, I don't think you can necessarily just like going forward, you know, I, I understand where you're kind of coming off from with this hierarchy, but I almost want to say that all living things are of this, you know, besides wasps, are of like, <laughs> are of mosquitoes, are of like the all, are of for the most part the same level of they're not the same level of sentience based on you know self-awareness and all that but they're the same level of the hierarchy because you need like it's like if human if only humans existed and no one else no other life existed there would be a lot of cannibals so like sure there's a lot of interdependence yeah so you so you, so, you, so you, you you can't you could you couldn't just make the scale like a gradient of sentience there's there's some sort of murky water in there that they I don't think care could. to define. Yeah, I, because I people can, can make rockets and, and like be the shepherds of all of these other uh, species, whereas like a cricket will never be able to do that. Y yes, but like in terms of the, 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 the importance of the sentience, like you could not, like as humans, you could not destroy every other living thing below us and still exist. Well, just because we have a hierarchy doesn't mean that, you know, we want to destroy everything. Yeah, we also wouldn't a certain point on the hierarchy. We also wouldn't exist if we destroyed all of the rocks because those are <laughs> essentially <laughs> fundamental to living because we need something to walk on. Okay, I just wanted just wanted to clarify that. All right. Yeah, so so in no ways I think that should be taken as like 
um, these things are not important to the hierarchy because these bottom layers of a pyramid are obviously like the supporting structures and they are necessary because those are what kind of preempt the next layers in the hierarchy. You need the bottom. You need the rocks, even though they're on the bottom. So do, do you guys agree then of the, that, uh, that hierarchy there, like sentient life and general life than non-life? Like sentient life is preferable to general life and life is generally preferable to uh, non-life. The, the, only interesting, like, the only interesting thing is like, yes, but again, you have that. It, it's funny because we have life, life and non-life, but Gunnar you know, said the word viruses, which is technically not living, but at the same time, it's not a rock. So do we need, <laughs> like, do you need viruses? It was kind of what I'm kind of tackling with. But, you know, right. assuming assuming the general, like, I kind of get what you're getting at. Right. Yes. Yes, I would probably agree with that. Okay. Yeah. With based on what I know now of right. how the universe and life and non-life works. We can also, like, give viruses a corner, like a part of the room, you know. Just, like, shift them off in, like, this tiny corner district in space. And I, I mean, like we can give them their own like point on the uh, on the uh, on the equation, you know, like ascension life greater than life than viruses, <laughs> viruses too, yeah, and then and then life. And uh, so, so the next thing I'd like to get into is, um, uh, is it is it a uh, is is it a, um, preferable for sentient being to act towards the end of preserving and propagating more sentient beings so like is it is it a is it a um like is it a good thing for like people to um work towards you know propagating more people because there's because they're sentient and um and preserving the human species uh, because sentience is so great, <laughs> you know, that's a large topic. I, yeah. I don't know if it's just sentience that, that gives us that, that kind of role. But like, if we, if we look at it, like we need to preserve other life forms then I would say, like, because that's necessary for human survival, like Tyler was saying, if there's no other animals, we'd all be eating people. Um, so, like, insofar as that, I guess it is, like, because with people we 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 require other life. But but why 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 would we why would we want to preserve ourselves? Because we're prefer- preserving life in general, which is preferable over non-life. Right. I I want to be less ideological and just say why do we want to preserve ourselves? I think it's just selfish. Well, the the, the thing with that is that. We're not just preserving like ourselves right now, like the the stability of our current population, um, you know, uh, is a prerequisite for the existence of the next population, like the next generation and the next generation. Yeah. So like, if we fuck but, up now, then we're screwing over potentially, you know, billions yeah. or trillions of yeah, future centuries. Yes, yes. So so we're we're like, in terms of what we do now, we're kind of based on how humans generally work, is that a helicopter? Hi, helicopter. Um, If you, based on how humans work now, generally we make decisions that, you know, cause everyone to slowly 
burn and die and wither away because they have no food. Like it, like artists, like you know, say we're in doing actions that increase uh, global warming and all that fun stuff. Um, that's not a quick death. That's a slow death. And moralistically, the people who are do- making decisions that make that happen are just kind of jerks, for lack of a yeah. more better way to put that. Um, but if uh, assuming that your decisions didn't cause the suffering of people, like because because that's kind of like a moral kind of should you cause the suffering of others for <laughs> your own self interest? That's not really preservation. That's just kind of like um, instant gratification. That's kind of to me that's more the instant gratification kind of argument of humans. Right. Um, but there's, there should be that extra piece. But either either way, like like yeah, so 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 there 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 should be like I always you know try to say that or try to make decisions and try to encourage decisions that are always um, based on thinking of not screwing over the next generations. Um, but 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 as a whole, like not in terms of a generational thing, um, like just the idea of should humans. Like, like the should humans propagate and should and, and, and should humans um, deserve to live on? I think most people would say yes, but I think it's a very selfish thing. Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, why do we get to choose that? Because we're sentient. Yes, but like we're making a choice on behalf of potentially trillions of sentient beings in the future. Like, like you, you don't deserve to exist because we right now in 2018 don't think so. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, so, so I, I, like, I understand what I understand that, but that, but to me again, that's, that, that's kind of like, you know, uh, uh, it's not kind of the same thing. Like, cause I'm thinking like, you know, if I had say a button on my, let's say a button on my desk mm-hmm. and it was essentially a button that caused mass extinction of all humans in one go. And, um, how much did that cost? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of money. Wow. Um, and, and, you know, if, if, if I had, like, if I personally had the choice to press that button, then yes, it's kind of me making the call on, on behalf of humanity. And I don't think that any single human or any groups of humans have, should have the right to make that decision. Right. However, if it was something like, um, not a button and let's just say, um, the earth created a mass murder system whereby like let's just let's just say that the, the the earth has some sort of like it's a it's an ancient technology that like after you piss it off enough it's going to like release like human specific noxious gas and it's going right. to kill all humans um right. if that was the case we, we 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 would have two options as humans like one we either accept our fate that humans are generally really destructive to this earth and are mean to it um, and we should all die or we fight the earth and this is some sci-fi weird stuff right now but like, just leave. yeah we like, can just leave yeah. we, 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 we fight the earth like, like we, leave. We, we, yeah we could leave but let's, let's say we couldn't let's say we couldn't leave at that point um, because because we didn't we didn't have the technology let's just say we're we not decided not to and we, we killed the earth too fast um, and the in, 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 in that instance, it's like, okay, we, we, we could fight the earth because humans deserve to live on and, you know, future generations deserve to live. But in that 
case, it's like, well, you collectively as a whole, and, and you can make the argument of like, you know, people who, people who have more power than us to make those decisions for us and destroy the world. But like as a whole, you, you, you're, you're assuming that you should fight back because humans as a species deserve to exist. We don't, we don't deserve to, be ex to, to undergo extinction. That is to me kind of a, 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 I, I, I struggle with that because I, sure. I think it's very, it's, 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 it's like a, it's, it's a thing. Like I'm a human. I think that we should exist. I also see the destruction that we cause. Um, we, we know we do cause some good, but we also cause probably more destruction than we do good just because we, and, and, and we're not redeemable. Like we can't, uh, oh, we're, we probably are redeemable. We can't like, you know, in 200 years have much better technology and, and have maybe the political systems in place to actually not fuck over our environment like I, I i think we i think we definitely are redeemable like redeemable like i think anyone's redeemable um but the 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 but but to say that because humans have the capacity for redemption that they deserve to exist they have the right to exist is a very weird thing especially because a lot of the times we make decisions right now where we kind of make the call of you know, this species doesn't deserve to exist. Or, you know, we can do some conservation efforts, but uh, if it dies, we made a bunch of decisions that really caused it to die, and then we had some, you know, last-ditch effort to try to save it, and the species went extinct. Like, we kind of already use our powers to cause other species to go extinct. I mean, when? It's, it's not like... Well, I just mean like, 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 let's, let's like, I don't know a specific case of any people getting together and being like, no, this species doesn't deserve to exist. Like yeah. if no, there no. was that case, it would be mosquitoes. And we clearly <laughs> haven't done that. Well, I just, I just mean like out of out, like, like, no, we've, we've never directly made a decision. Right, we never did, like, we, we were never just like, you know, I want to go kill all the polar bears and all the polar bears <laughs> stopped existing. Like that's, that's never happened, but you can make decisions that a sure. bunch of decisions around polar bears that eventually cause could cause the polar bears to go extinct. Yeah, or we can or we can like mistakenly kill them all. I'm thinking like bison, how they used to be everywhere in North America. And we were just like, hey, there's a really good food source. And we didn't really know the destruction we were doing. And it was just kind of like through naivety that we like almost destroyed an entire species, which maybe happened with the dodo. Maybe they were like hats or something. I, they got turned into hats? I, I, I yeah, don't remember specifically. Yeah, I think we have a history of like just sort of assuming that we can't cause mass extinctions and things. And it's maybe because it, we don't recognize how destructive and how powerful sentience is and how when we coordinate like that, like because that's such a powerful tool and being able to problem solve and having all of these like intelligence and all these insane tools that only people have really – uh, to such a degree right now to our, to our knowing, um, maybe that's just kind of made it so that we've, we've been a bull in a China shot. We haven't known our own strength. And so if we just kind of like recognize how strong, how much change and how much destruction we can cause, that would be a good starting place at least to start becoming the shepherds of, yeah. of other life. Right. Because there, 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 there is one like this conversation has the has a, has a, has a semi dangerous. Um, I don't I don't know if pretense is the word I want to use, because you have to really chew like like the the the, the statement of you know, the, 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 the statement of humans deserve to propagators deserve to exist to some extent, um, or deserve to preserve themselves. You have to really choose carefully 
how you support those statements because depending on how you support them, you, there could be a scenario whereby you have a, um, a interplanetary species, so some sort of alien who has say maybe more sentience than us is bigger than us has colonized more than us and then you can ex and then and then what you could do with the basis of your you know your your fundamental rules for why humans are to be propagated you could easily take those rules you could apply them to this bigger species and now what you've done what i've done is i've just used your logic to justify this bigger species can wipe out all humans based on the the fundamental building blocks you've used to, to justify why humans deserve to kill other species I, or deserve I don't, to I don't know if that's true because I mean like if, if you have the universe it's pretty much rocks and then this super sentient species and then humans um, if like life is preferable to rocks and sentient life is preferable to, to life and you have all these rocks super sentience and sentience and, and not necessarily why, why, not, why would the super sentient beings like want to kill not not necessarily us. they're super sentient just that just that well so 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 like you just defined like a higher level of sentience well, well, say like a hive mind that like, would be the higher sentience organism that would be uh, okay to, okay to clarify what i mean is okay so so right now like we kind of have this idea um whereby we were saying that all of all the species on earth we need some sort of inter 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 play because if if we kill too many species on earth no species could exist i mean i don't think that necessarily holds for us in the future i think right now it definitely holds um but so in the future are you are you implying that this is happening in a future whereby humans are the only species on exist that need to exist like we don't need any other animals or any other I'm saying that animals. we'll have the technology to be able to like manage our own food systems and water systems and living systems to be able to like live on an asteroid or you know live on rocks. Be because because I'm really because I'm I'm really wondering what the food systems are like if it's if it's all like non sentient animal based. That's kind of an interesting thing to dive into. Um, but so just animal based. <laughs> We're the only sentient animals. <laughs> well, that we that we eat. That okay. We eat. Yeah. I, I mean, it would yeah, it would be living cells, um, but like we would culture them. Yeah, like yeah. in vitro meat is the thing right now, and that would yeah. be and yes, it probably would start the, from an initial living. But so uh, so so being, just, just but, to kind of like define my super sentient, it wasn't super sentient I was going for, but like okay. if if it was like say right now we could colonize somewhere else, mm -hmm. right now based on technology we have right now, our sentience like if you kind of lumped. Things that need to exist for humans to exist, it's it, it, it's a kind of a big chunk of different forms of life. It, it's a big chunk of species. You couldn't just have humans. Like you couldn't just take the human species out and be like, hey, no, you go over there. You would need humans, and you might need plants, and you might need um, definitely need plants. You definitely need plants. You 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 need plants. Maybe you need you want some insects for uh, pollinating the plants. Like maybe. So like, like and, and then let's just and let's just say for whatever reason you need you need you need lobsters. I just just some random and, and then uh, maybe a horse. Okay. Just some random species. What? So I, taking a horse and like, lobster on the be, 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 because because just like the the idea of just like you need to 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 stabilize right now a food web or, or a food system. You need multiple species. You could you couldn't just say I need humans and uh, broccoli. Like that wouldn't work. You need more than just that. You need decomposers. You need 
the entire you, you need a basic food system to or sustain food the web plants to the same to sustain oh, yeah. the plants okay so whatever those wh whatever that is to build the smallest food web mm -hmm. um and, a, and and you again you have to to build a small food web you basically are like none of these are ever going to go extinct when we go off to a different planet but that's an entire different story well i mean they might we would just you know yeah use measures to reduce that risk so if if so say you have this very very small um food web that has let's just say 20 species i'm just giving throwing a number out there i don't sure. really know 20 species to maintain the smallest food web you possibly can um that means that these 20 species fundamentally have to exist together as of right now um and say and then so because it's not just humans you know maybe maybe it's something where it's like you go those 20 species go off to a different planet and for whatever reason we now need some sort of interplanetary or alien species to need to also exist in that food web just because you know maybe the rock we go to needs some sort of animal that can take um uh like chloride gas out of the atmosphere so so on this other planet we find an organism that can make chloride gas into carbon dioxide or oxygen so you so you need so so you would need to add other species to that system why why don't you just do like a sign like mechanical process why don't you just like scrub this chemical from the air using science yeah we could but again just Assume we don't have the technology. But why? We're the, an interplanetary you'll, 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 like species. You'll, you'll see why in a sec. But that it exists already. I don't know. But like, maybe may, may, you're you're okay. You're you don't you, hamstring yourself so much. But you're but you're but you're but the thing the thing is the thing is why I don't want to get caught up on that is because you're assuming that yes because we can travel planets and we can colonize planets that we would be able to very very quickly make a system that could get those fumes out. Yes, chloride gases. Um, a relatively easier thing to do. What if it was some compound that we didn't know what it was? Why would like, we need what, it if we can already sustain ourselves with the 20 species and the technology that we have? Let's say we're going to, at, at some point, we need to go to a planet whereby it... But it just has like a magic chemical that we can't analyze or figure out with chemistry in, in 100 years? Not immediately. Well, yeah, 100 years, but like not immediately. But like right sure. now in the in the present, we're like looking at Mars. And Mars would be the most realistic thing to look at if you're going to take a first step. So what kind of things would you need in Mars? Like we, the, again, we, like, you can, okay, we can colonize Mars. Mars is fine. Like this is all feasible stuff. Like it's yeah. just with technology and a better understanding of, um, yeah. ecology. But, but, but like my, 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 again, again, it, it, it kind of breaks because I'm, I'm already using a sci-fi like where I'm already saying like, we have all this technology and sci-fi things, which once you introduce sci-fi to a scenario, it's basically like, well, we can do everything because it's sci-fi. But I'm trying to keep it somewhat realistic. Like if, if you saw something new that you have not um, ever seen or understood before okay. that is toxic to our food web, you could, it would Go take- somewhere else. It, it, it would, it's a big universe. It would take time to, um, it would take time to figure out how to yeah. make it not toxic. Totally. Um, 
And, you know, yes, we could go to another universe. Or, no, we could go to the another, next moon. Another, another planet. And do some R&D um, for 50 years and then go to that place. Um, <laughs> but let's, okay, so then let's say that we've expanded in, the, in our universe, but after you go a certain amount of light years away from Earth, the, 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 the space has like, starts having different compositions of atmospheres on rocks. Okay, sure. I don't know. I don't know space. It's kind of like it's it, sure. like let's just let's assume you have like fields of like different atmospheric pressures as you go away from wonky it. things happen yeah. once you reach a limit. No. <laughs> ah. So um, you so you so you go to that limit. Now you have some wonky things happening. Yeah. Um, and now you 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 realize that in this you know ellipses of radius from Earth, there is this wonky thing that's happening that this one species just fixes itself it just gets rid of these toxic gases and does its thing okay and 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 you figure and you figure this out somehow Mm -hmm. um now you eventually yes you would i don't know how fast technology can go or how complex chemistry gets when you start going light years away from earth i mean i just like to pause for a second like that situation if we're already branching out like a couple light years away from earth like that's that's awesome like that's much better than what we have now yes yeah like that's great. Yeah, I, I would like, argue. I'm really only I, I, arguing for that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would, actually, so just the solar I, system. That's I would argue. Yeah, like just like, in our solar system, even like I'm setting the bar. Like Venus, Mars, and our Moon. If we could get those four, that would be kind of where I'm yeah, looking like, at this. Like, from. That's awesome. That's that's the that's the, great. The 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 the, <laughs> the only. I'm just trying to define this, the, like what I meant by super sentient because it wasn't really super sentient as you guys said. Whoa, so, okay. so now you now you have now you have this organism. Mm-hmm. This organism now needs to fit in our food web. Okay. Which one? The super sentient one? The, this no. like cl- uh, this, cl- chlorine it, it, hippo thing. It's, yeah, it's chlorine hippo. Um, <laughs> so we now need the chlorine hippo in our food web. Um, to, Why? To ex- to, because we don't have the technology to live on this planet yet. We, we don't we, understand some, how, how chemical engineering works. We just forgot it. This yeah, doesn't make sorry. sense. <laughs> Again, you're, 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 you're assuming that, that just you. chemistry <laughs> exists as it exists now. I'm assuming it, it does, as though it does exist. As we, it, we, we look at, we look at the, the, the photometry, the spec of what a sun is emitting. And we say, Hey, that's helium. That's exactly what's here. We look at the, with the wavelengths that these things bend around and we can say, Oh, look, the atmosphere in this faraway planet has oxygen in it. Like this isn't I, crazy I, stuff I, that I, we're already dealing with. This is, and like oh my god we have this like five carbon chlorine ring and it's like toxic <laughs> because it like leeches onto you and self like that's not a i i think that there is some naivety to assume that elements work the same way they do in our galaxy as they do when you start going light years away from this galaxy they do well, that's sure, how our universe works though I'm mean, pushing back. Like this you haven't, you haven't observed on, it. You can't. This, you this can't. all works on the same physical premises. Like this is still just chemistry, I but somewhere e- even else. Even if it doesn't, like, we can figure it out. Yeah, like, it, so, like we're what's not the issue. Yeah, like I, I and don't. I'm saying, and I'm not saying we can't figure it out. I'm just saying okay. that it would take some amount of time. Mm-hmm. That could be, again, I hyper sci-fi. That could be ten years. It could be a hundred years. Could I don't be know. five okay. minutes. So, so could, be, could be five minutes. So are you saying that whatever, you, uh, like like the super sentient species, would be able to would know that? And so no, so no, no I'm, say, would... I'm saying that the chemical hippos. Again, I'm, I've never said the word super sentience. Okay. It was just, you, you guys just kind of jump, kind of jump into the word super sentience. I, th- I just okay. I just want to say it's another species 
So our chemical hippos are the species I was referring to. They need to be in our food web. Okay. Now, let's say that th- this chemical hippo isn't. <laughs> it isn't more. It isn't. It isn't like godly. It isn't. It isn't like an all-knowing god hippo. It just. Yeah, it's just. It's it's, it's, just, it's 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 a hippo. It that, just has a chemical process that we just can't understand how to yet. make. Yeah. We might take us five minutes. It might take us a hundred years. Okay. Um. And, and 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 okay. Maybe this chemical hippo has some sort of societal construct. It becomes a keystone species. It's it, it's a keystone species. But it's, so oh, wait, but, it, but it's a keystone species in this in a similar in a similar to the society that humans built. Sorry, I'm so just really confused. confused. Is this is this a hippo that we're bringing from Earth, or is this no, some random no, thing that we it's found? A, it's, an, it's an alien hippo. Okay, we, we, okay I'm going to push back a lot because I think that um, we cannot and and should not colonize anything that has life on it already. So if there's that, I think red flag. We should not even touch those planets because, like, what is that? Uh, Prime directive. Prime directive in Star Trek. <laughs> that should that should be a thing, and okay. and I think that that should be. So, so because that's that's what I that's what I was interested in. Because you you, you, you need you need to you, before you start colonizing places, you need to kind of set up what your morality is in terms of other species you find because let's assume sure. this because because and, and the reason only reason is is because some people are like yeah humans should go everywhere and i'm like okay that's interesting you know ba- humans should go anywhere and colonize anywhere based on these facts they deserve to live blah 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 blah. and now going to this chemical hippo this alien chemical hippo that's not from earth <laughs> yeah because you're saying hippo i was like is this an earth hippo? it just looks like a hippo i'm just okay. trying to make you imagine a hippo <laughs> um in it, say it has a society that's as sophisticated or maybe more sophisticated yeah, than, yeah. than humans yeah. currently, because it, wait, it, it, so it has, there's a more sophisticated society than humans. It's not a sentient hippo. It, it just stands it, it, around and it, breathes. No, no, it's it's a, it's, it's a sentient chemical breathing hippo in a, in, in a complex society. And and so also oh, we took a slave. We're, we're, we we've taken slaves, or or you or a partnership. But the, okay. the, 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 the reason why I wanted, I, I'm trying to get to a point where I can describe this, this kind of sentient hippo or whatever is because, um, the, the, um, if, if this human or if this hippo is like more sophisticated, um, it pe- people's again it's kind of, it's kind of awkward because now we've we deviated so far from it but the the assumption that 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 humans deserve to exist because they are sophisticated sentient they we can build technology we can do all this stuff well that now applies to these hippos so but these hippos are even better at it than us How? so so let's just say they are they, they're they're Why better though? at technology yeah. i'm so confused what? by this example yeah like, just get what was the point why can't we just all? like if we're because, already partnered be, be, why can't we just team up and now because we be, work together as a civilization because if if you, you again you can but if your pretense is that humans deserve to exist and propagate because they have the capacity to conserve other races because we have the ability to build technology that can go interplanetary we have the ability to have um complex abstract thought we we have the capacity to yep. preserve you're, you're listing all these traits that humans have on earth yes now, I, if, I totally agree with if, this. if yes. these hippos have those traits mm-hmm. but they're better at every single one of us then technically based on the the construct that you have now of why humans can choose to preserve other species or not preserve other species these hippos 
these chemical hippos should have a more should have more authority to choose to preserve or not preserve other species. And because they're they have more authority on the the, the, the traits that we listed as humans, the hippos should then be able to choose whether or not humans should be preserved or not preserved based on just extrapolating the logic from why humans deserve to choose why Fair species enough. on Fair earth enough. should be preserved I, or not. I guess there's a minimum line of sentience. I guess like, so, so, as long so, as you so, meet it, this it, criteria it, and you can... Yeah. So it's not like these hippos are like gods who can like read your thoughts or just, anything. Okay, are equals. And, and that's not what I was thinking. But, I was just saying like yeah. somehow they're a bit higher on the sentience. Yeah, so... That's, so, meant, that's all I meant by yeah. super sentient. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was, was kind of getting god vibes, like super sentient. Like, no, yeah. they're not like super yeah, special Yeah, that's beings. not what I meant. <laughs> Could but, be a high mind. But you, cool. but you do have to, but you do have to be very... So, so yes, there's a long about, sorry, of being so long to try to get to that point. <laughs> but you, you, you do have to kind of be very careful of why humans... De- or why humans right. deserve to preserve other species because if you get if you take those same characteristics and you put another species they can now choose whether we live or die so i'm starting from the point of sentient beings generally um should be preserved and propagated throughout the universe and i'm making the 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 practical claim that okay so we can't we don't we, there it appears to be the case that we're the only sentient beings um that we know of i mean like that that is the case mm-hmm. and you know we've tried for a few decades to look for other worlds you know it doesn't appear that there's like this federation of planets you know <laughs> waiting the for the warp drive system next to ours or you know on jupiter or something yeah. so like okay so in our local area um we are we are the sentient beings that can you mm-hmm. know bring life to other worlds so that's now I'm, I'm saying that it's our responsibility as the, like it's just, it just happens to be the case that the human species here you know um, are the sentient beings to do this mm-hmm. if, it, if it was the case that you know it was us and like i don't know dolphins who you know had nice just, hitchhikers yeah exactly <laughs> they, they just they just worked out cooperation and you know made fusion economically viable and they're building rockets you know <laughs> then you know they would be part of the equation too you know um and but they're not, and it's, it's just us. So, like the 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 sentient beings generally, like they subsume any other lower class, any other class, uh, lower level classification of specific species. So I'm I'm, I'm not really saying that like, the human species is special because the human species is special. I'm just saying that sentient beings are special because sentient beings are okay special. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. <laughs> cool. Okay, yeah, it's a good point. Um. Okay, we skipped a couple steps there. That's cool. Um, right. So I, I, I mean, I feel, I feel like we, we, we kind of got to, like, got through most of the argument. The, where I was going to go next is just like some, some population ecology that, mm-hmm. um, it, in order for a species to, you know, overcome some, like, uh, overcome or be, become resilient against extinction, it needs to have multiple populations, and they have to be spread out across many different areas and so you know if sentience is to be preserved um uh, and propagated throughout the universe then i would say that the human species has to you know go to other planets you know we, we have to divert we have to diversify our species and spread you know multiple populations in multiple different places and so uh my for for the general community at home and for for me i guess to an extent i just want to make sure that i 
because I'm interpreting when you say population as the scientific yes, definition yes. of population. This is good. So, so what is that. the scientific definition of population? Right. So you have a species. Uh, yeah, species. And species uh, consists of many different uh, populations. By populations, I mean a group of that same species in an area. Yeah, so, so they're different organisms, basically. Group of individuals. No, there's, there's, oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yes. Uh, different organisms, yes. Yeah. Different organisms, Each the same species. So you have one population. In, so a population is, 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 is a single species in an area. Yeah. Um, so, so, so like you can have a population of pine trees in a forest and yes. a, a population of like cedars in the same forest. But, it, but a lot of people colloquially use it to be like the population of humans in BC and or in Kelowna and West Kelowna, or the populations of, I mean, I, I, get, mean, I mean, that's, that's, that's still right. accurate. That's, that's the same thing. That's, that still does exist, but just there is, there is a inter or there yeah. is a, you're, you're talking about multiple species when you talk about that. Uh, no, when I'm saying like populations of, of like sentient beings, populations of human humans, I'm just saying, okay. just, talking about, just talking about humans. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So like we should be, you know, putting, you know, human populations on many worlds and, you know, making them large populations. And th these are things that we can do to make our, make sentient beings in our part of the universe more, uh, resilient and make sure that. Why do they have to be large populations? Um, well, large enough so, so that they're just like self-sustaining. Yeah, so self-sustaining, and I mean, like the higher the carrying capacity in the area, yeah. more population, higher population you can have, and as you know, as long as they're having good quality of life and they're thriving and they're doing good stuff cool yeah. stuff whatever doing what humans do i'm sure a lot of people are doing bad stuff whatever <laughs> somewhere but, yeah you can usually do more with more people mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah my well the only reason why i bring that up is because yeah. like you know large populations tend to be harder to govern and stuff like that and i can imagine like stuff like that how would that work for an interplanetary species if you have like mars gets more people than earth well how, like these are interesting questions i think right <laughs> yeah i mean th this this kind of goes into an interesting area because like you know if you get to a point where uh we have human uh populations on different worlds and it takes like 10 years or five years to get to those different worlds then yeah you're not gonna be able to have an uh, interplanetary government so you, you could have like a world you know it's like totally authoritarian crazy brutal and then some other world that's just not that but but the, the the interesting thing here is that there wouldn't necessarily be competition for space or energy necessarily i mean there would be for infrastructure well like but, i would imagine that people wouldn't want to go to like the really shitty planets so like i don't know the, the, the planet that's made out of gold and like honey, I'm sure everyone would want to go that, to that planet rather than like Venus made of sulfuric acid and the, 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 salt. The entrepreneur in you is really lacking. I would want to go to the shitty planet. I want to rule the shitty planet. Yeah, right. That's like I don't point. want to go yeah. to the rich point. That's that the, 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 the rich gonna... planets where everyone wants to go. I want to take the shitty planet where no one wants to go, so I can be like, yeah, I'm king of the shitty planet, king of the dark world, <laughs> unlimited shitty rocks that you could live on. Yeah. So if you had the technology to like just 
you know, like 20 people could get together and like, yeah, let's build this commune on some asteroid. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Just like in the, in the belt, just like, hey, we got this cool asteroid. It's about this big. Nobody would sale. bother you. Yeah, that'd be so cool. But like this, <laughs> this is the thing. I think NASA found an asteroid that was like made of like palladium and cadmium. And the the they estimated that the amount of valuable and rare earth minerals that existed on this asteroid were like equivalent to all of the money times a thousand that has ever been in existence on planet earth. So it's like, that's interesting because like I would generally want, I would the, want that asteroid. Cause like generally in the asteroid belt, there's like very little. Yeah. Well, it's just like a really rocks. rare one. Right. Right. That's interesting. See, I, you, you also have to be very careful saying like, I want that rock because you know, once, <laughs> once, once you're in like the space age, things are going to be very depreciative in value because you know, there's a bunch of yeah. people who are at mining asteroids. Mm -hmm. So and you might have a, you, just, you might have a very shiny rock space pirates <laughs> worth like $3. <laughs> right. You can buy a slurpee at 7-Eleven <laughs> with your giant <laughs> asteroid. <laughs> you see that rock in the sky there? I'm going to pay with that. <laughs> just tow it. You illegally parked your asteroid <laughs> asteroid belt. It'd be a really cool feature. Every, everyone has asteroid currency. Just like, I've got 1,000 tons of... Uh... That's just how everyone does business. <laughs> your bank account's just a collection of rocks just floating, yeah. <laughs> floating in your the giant net. space. <laughs> the, bank, yeah, no, the bank is just the giant net, and you're like, yep, your, your asteroids are in section A1 of my giant net. <laughs> or they'd be like orbiting some some like gas like jupiter like that's the bank jupiter's the bank everyone's bank account is or saturn because that seems it. to be like where all of the meteors are hanging out right doesn't it have like maybe that's what it is it's a, it's a it's an old it's an old bank from an old civilization where everyone just used oh my god like moon rock or something yeah and that's what the that's what the rings are cool so i'm curious <laughs> like is this because like you said space is essentially there's a lot of rocks um do you do people just keep colonizing do we just go forever is that what the the end goal is to just eventually start striking out and colonizing far distant solar systems and other galaxies and like is that the end goal i don't i, I don't know what the end goal is but like I, I, galaxies I, would be I, difficult I, to do but that'd be cool <laughs> we'd be I, cool to get to one i think if we had the technology and it was like um really nice like it was it was like a nice thing to do like we could just essentially make our own like, like warp drive over there something well, like that would be nice but like if we can make the quality of life on okay. an asteroid that's or really nice something like pretty nice um and the and uh so so, so then anyone can just like you know go and you know, start a new city somewhere. Um, and like, all you have to do is just go out, <laughs> you know, like the, 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 there would be, sorry. Okay. What I'm trying to say is that if we make it easier to go out into the universe and just expand, um, then, uh, compete with each other, then I think that would be really good. Yeah. <laughs> Cause then like, I mean, we would have, I would think, less less uh, conflict as a species. Um, yeah. I would hope so, because, like, 
when you have more space, you know, hopefully you're allowed to, are able to go out and then just gain more resources and then you're not so constrained by that and then you don't have any reason to go and attack other people and stuff like that. Because one of my main concerns is like we strike out and, you know, start a colony on Mars and then they go rogue and then like, you know, Death Star planet earth (laughs) and then you know that doesn't leave life in general in a very good spot because i think that essentially as it stands right now our our mission is to not spread and protect sentient life specifically but just life so earth being the the home of of life as we know it i think yeah that would be bad like that would be the worst case scenario (laughs) if mars went rogue like that authoritarian and the earthlings are coming for us. Yeah, and I mean, maybe, maybe very far down the road that that could happen, and we have like um, like wars between war worlds and stuff. That that might happen. I don't know. That'd be interesting. But I mean, if we're everywhere, like that's uh, like if if that wouldn't necessarily be like. That wouldn't totally undermine the endeavor to preserve sentient life if, you know, we're everywhere. But, like, I really, really, like, I I think that it's really important to, to, to say, like, it's, it's not just sentient life, though, because I don't, like, I, I think that it would be really amazing if we, if it was more of like a, um, we just want to spread life for the sake of spreading life. Like just kind of take that aspect of it and just like, Hey, we'll send a bunch of random, like we'll make the moon an ecological conserve conserve or something like that. That'd be really neat. I don't know how that would work. How a, elephant would behave in a third of or you get very feet very tiny gravity. yeah it's gonna be very miserable probably very tall <laughs> use this trunk for i don't know swinging from vines <laughs> no idea but it'd be interesting and i think that like it, rather than just making it so human centric making it kind of just or sentience centric make it just general life yeah centric i i, I agree i I think the, the, the priority I give to sentient beings is just their ability to shepherd and, and um, uh, just, just they have that cooperation and self-awareness mm-hmm. to sort of manage the whole life project. <laughs> One thing I'm interested in is because you're, you, is, be, is, is I wonder, I was trying to think as you were talking, the warfare aspect of that would come about of expanding off earth because i was trying to think i'm like most most wars that happen on earth they've kind they've for the most part um and you and you can put on your conspiracy hat if you want (laughs) but for the most part i don't think they've necessarily been about resources um they've been about either mind share or just my group is better than your group really it's it's, it's not due to like i think world war one was caused mainly by resources because that was when colonizing was a big thing and germany was pissed they didn't have their fair share and so they would just kind of like wanted more europe i think but like that's a gross oversimplification well, but like there there's it, definitely it, i mean with 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 wars you can 
pretty much always find economic motivation yeah. for, for these things. But I mean, it's, it's to your point, it's not necessarily always economic. And maybe there's, uh, uh, like, are you saying that underlying that economic stuff, there's... Yeah, um, like like usually I, I personal I, stuff. I, I I I'm I'm just struggling. Like there 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 might be with like World War One and World War Two. I wasn't, um, but or like, like Iraq. But That's like, a war for but oil. Like, there's a lot conspiracy hat yeah, on. <laughs> there's, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of wars, non-modern wars, that I don't think were necessarily someone coming about and being like, um, hey, if we go invade this place, we'll get all these resources. It's just it's been more like Rome, where it's like. I want Rome to be bigger. I and the and the yeah. resources I get from that are just kind of a byproduct of my 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 main motivation. Mm -hmm. The Crusades. I want my religion to be the one that everyone rules under. Yeah, they're um, ideology driven more so than but, like but, like. But space. what counts as progress in both of those endeavors? It's getting more resources. You know, like if I want I want to build up Rome, so that means going on conquests to bring back gold and make. Rome richer, yeah, like like and like same thing with religion thing. Like I want to make Christianity better, so I'm gonna but, but I, this land. And, but for some reason, I think that's like that's kind of like a that's kind of like the second point. It's not like the main point. But, but that's, you, that's the behavior. Like, you that's could almost, the action. So, you could almost look at like mind share as being a resource because that's treated as one nowadays. Yeah. So 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 be, and, and the reason why I say that is because technically, if you have infinite space to expand, mm -hmm. I think the resource equation goes goes away to an extent. Yeah. Um, because you should be able just to kind of go wherever you want to get the resource you want. Um, Especially if we have like spaceship cities. Yeah. You just so, like wander so, off so wherever. If, 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 and, 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 and so if you have no resource limitation um, and you have also no space limitation mm. um, where you're just kind of like, I want my empire to be bigger. And the only way I can do that is fight you because there's someone already colonized that place. I wonder if there would still be warfare because in a, in a way it'd almost be like at that point you're fighting entirely just because you want you, you as a ruler or you as a entity want to be bigger than the other entity. Like you, you're, you're at that point fighting, not for a resource. You're just fighting for like full puffing your feathers. But I mean, you'd be, you'd be fighting for, infrastructure wouldn't you i don't i don't know like, like like if you had infinite resources you could you should be able to build your own infrastructure i don't know how the space economy works well i mean uh, I, I like if if okay so, so say we have like a whole bunch of worlds in the solar system and some other empire from another solar system comes here and they're like we want this <laughs> um if a war started because they wanted our solar system, uh, I, I, I guess I have a hard time imagining, you know, technology getting to the point where you can just like instantly, you know, um, make, you know, giant cities on a, on a planet. So, 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 so we, so if they went to war against us, they'd want to like, you know, first they'd want to like just absorb us. Yes. Um, and if that didn't work, then they'd try to kill us. Now, I I, for some reason, I can I can understand that if it was a different species because species species warfare. I can just I just I'm like that's a thing. Oh, human, human travel. But, sure. but like, yeah. but like, if it was humans, yeah, are human are humans so um, tribalistic that Maybe. they would fight other humans I when so. they don't have space issues and they don't have resource issues and they don't have 
I'm not sure. Uh, my my we, worry is that yeah. they probably would. Because if they would, wouldn't that inherently, like, I'm just kind of like, are humans just inherently just jerks and yeah. just want to murder? Well, that's part of, uh, my understanding is that, that, that that's that's some, like, software that we have. We can we can do that. Like, we can have insane. <laughs> we can kill? <laughs> like, we can have insane dehumanizing tribalism with other tribes. And anyone but, has that ability, right? Like, Yeah. But, like, we also have a lot of software that, you know, does really great things highly cooperative things so i mean i think it's probably likely that these sorts of wars these sorts of things would happen these sort of like we'll, we'll, we'll always have tribalism i mean unless we evolve out of it you know so basically humans are doomed to always fight each other well we're doomed to always have to confront that software of tribalism but fair counterpoint yeah <laughs> but uh i think um, fighting over pure tribalism is better than fighting over tribalism plus resources. Why? Um, One, I would because, imagine be because, because then everyone has but... everyone at least has enough resources to survive and thrive, right? I guess. Yeah, I was like, hmm, I don't know if I agree with that, but yeah, if you're just the reason why you don't have to fight for it is because you have access to it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. so like everyone has their needs. Yeah. Um, and now you're just fighting for, you know, petty. <laughs> like, like just for your failures, entertainment, essentially. Failures in diplomacy. Yeah, yeah but, just but, to keep your society entertained, almost. Right. Yeah. I wonder if there would ever be, like, Martians. I have a feeling, like, the Martians are going to be violent motherfuckers i don't know they'd, they'd be pretty weak you know like they have like 38 percent of our gravity they'd but they're really, really but they're really skinny. like they would be tall and lanky and they'd like be fast like on their planet i'm sure this this is I something i be... wonder does this happen like if you have lower gravity do you actually get taller like is, is it gravity that's keeping us well, shorter? When you, well yeah when you when you wake up in the morning you're taller than when you go to sleep because you've been laying, because yeah. you've been laying down and all your bones decompress, right? Your vertebrae oh, yeah, yeah, spread yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So, sure. like on some level, we would probably be a few inches taller than, like, on Mars than here because our vertebrae wouldn't be as suppressed or compressed. I guess. I wonder. It, it would be more to, like because my 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 thing. Is, yeah, it would be more to me. It'd be just more the bone deterioration. Yeah. Right. So you would just us being there, we would you know take a step and we would like leap like 20 feet <laughs> yep and they would be walking around normally and they come to earth and they'd be so crippled yeah yeah right that stuff is interesting and i will say that like based on based on my young times playing video games trying to like fight in zero gravity or like low gravity <laughs> is really hard oh man yeah you you're lighter but you keep your momentum yeah it's like so yeah, I, that's so, crazy so, so 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 i feel like there, there would definitely be some sort of like advantage of fighting on your home turf yeah right uh, i remember listening to um neil degrasse tyson talk about like interplanetary warfare or like um space warfare and he was saying that um because our atmosphere is so dense it's like totally pointless to try and like uh, send nukes from space to cities because they'll just like blow up in the atmosphere or something but, but wouldn't that be really bad because that's like raining radioactivity down now um, I, I, th I think it, yes, it'd probably be pretty bad, but it's like, the point is like, it's way easier to just send nukes from the planet. Yeah. Although I guess it, 
<laughs> I guess that that doesn't get rid of the possibility that you know some other people, some uh, fleet from another world could still like. Because as long as because as long as long <laughs> it would be very effective. But. As long as you build your nukes to the specifications of a high gravity planet, you can always go to a lower density without affecting that nuke. You don't even need a nuke though. Like all you really need is Except a, a nuke space, is really fast. You just need oh. a spaceship. Go out, grab one of these asteroids yeah. that we're talking about, That's true. and just tow it so that it starts hauling yeah. ass in Earth's direction, and that will ex extinguish all life on Earth. Like, yeah, you're right. Did yeah. it to the dinosaurs. You don't need a nuke. It's just you just need you just make it fast. Big thing goes yeah. fast. That's all you need. A couple ton. Or, yeah, like a. <laughs> This is, yeah. this is some, like, 60,000 B.C., like, space warfare. <laughs> <laughs> you just, 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 like, I heard rocks. <laughs> well, they pretty much, that's all you need Back to do. To the Stone Age. Hey, what, what, did, what did Einstein say that World War Four would be fought with nukes? and Or, sorry, World War Three would be fought with nukes, and then World War Four would be uh, sticks and stones? Oh, shit. So it could be that we just start <laughs> hurling stones at other planets, and Einstein was kind of right. I don't know who, who said that quote, but... One oh, thing... Yeah. One, one science thing I'm fascinated about is if a nuke explodes in space, you're exploding in a semi-vacuum, would it immediately disperse all radiation? So therefore you just have like, because it would suck the radiation in every direction. So it would over, over a infinite expanse. Therefore, if you blow a nuke up in space, there's no radiation. Oh, interesting. How does that work? Well, I don't know. I just thought of that now. It, it would. It still have radiation. Come on, guys. Because it would be emitting the radiation. We're three non-physicists. Figure this out. <laughs> All right, here we go. Wouldn't wouldn't it just emit radiation at its blast? Well, yeah. ra ra radiate like the thing is, radiation is just is, is just very light particles. Yeah. So um, things move at a ridiculously fast rate in a semi vacuum or in a vacuum. Um, um, so yes, you would have radiation, but it would move so fast that if you were near the blast site, I assume you would get a high dose of radiation. I don't know. Wouldn't like, it be if, yeah, if the instantaneous? But, but, if, but if the particle, <laughs> but if the particle moves fast enough, does it affect you? I don't know. Well, like, yeah. Is, it, is that like, how it works? I don't know. I don't know. Once like, it gets, once to you gets or something? fast <laughs> enough, it just like passes through you without touching you. Like I, I, I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know how. I don't know how subatomic particles work. Like I know you can collide them, but like the chance of. But like it's it, I, I I can imagine there's some sort of like speed thing. Like you need you need my you need, intuition you is need that time the, for that reaction to happen. Interesting. My intuition so is that, that it's just like the, does the reaction happen? Well, cool. if, if if you're just hitting the molecule with a higher amount of velocity, you're still going to hit that molecule. And like for example, if you're trying to irradiate something, it's usually like DNA damage or something. Like yeah. molecular bonds are getting fucked up. So that would still happen. It just happened at a higher velocity. But. So yeah, like like because when you have the 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 particle accelerator, uh, I I don't know how fast it ended up getting, but like let's like unless it got to lights like unless it got to anywhere near light speed, that's it's still limited. The like, hadron, in, 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 yeah, the hadron, yeah, it does. It's like almost it's, light speed. Is it almost light speed? Whoa. Yeah, it's like it's cool. really it's like two point nine 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 nine. That's because 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 then yeah, so <laughs> if, if the hadron collider actually causes particles to hit then yes i could kind of fe feasibly understand that there would still be damage mm -hmm. um but if it didn't 
you could you could say that well if you go fast enough you still like if you go faster than the hadron collider does it have enough time to cause any damage or reaction but the but the that'd be funny but yeah so basically you would have a wait, nuke wait, explode wait. in space and if you're near the nuke you'd get a shit ton of radiation really fast but meet but you'd have no radiation cloud because it would just disperse across the infinity the infin, infantile expanse huh. so they, so they, did you say infinitile or infantile? Infantile. Giant. <laughs> giant baby. I think it's all, it's all spaces. It's, it's giant baby. Yeah. Wouldn't that work kind of like how a bullet does? So wouldn't you just take the speed of the particle in question and then like, so it's a proton um, and then just like see how much force that would impart into something. And so like, it would, yeah. wouldn't it be like if you got hit with like a proton it would just blow you up like so if you're near that and you get hit mm. with something like that and it's traveling like near the speed of light wouldn't yeah. you just be irradiated like immediately just like yeah possibly <laughs> possibly yeah like if, if, if it was going fast enough like i don't know like what happens if i stand in the middle of a hadron collider as they said it set it on i want oh, to know yeah that. that would be easy to figure out what yeah, just, just, just put the, your hand in that when they light it up and see if it's gone because 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 <laughs> because yes if you if, if you went fast enough and the proton hit you assuming it had a high enough mass so it would exert enough force that would cause an explosion but i don't know if it has enough mass to cause an explosion to blow a hole in your hand that'd be crazy so it might just actually just hit a particle and you're like, oh. and just like, oh no, I lost my neutron <laughs> in my pinky finger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the worst case scenario. I like the idea that it just explodes you. That'd be fun. Just, just like instantaneously. Oh, I want to do, do this math so hard right now. Just like, <laughs> oh man. Or you just math. have like this really tiny hole through your hand. With like the most, like, like the, the biggest like X or no, would it be just like a, yeah, it would be like a little laser. Little, like, it would just be a, pinhole the size of a proton <laughs> i guess i don't know how and you much just live with it because it's like so small to like i mean that wouldn't really well, be how it works because you these are molecules and if it, i'll and just say if, it, if, if, <laughs> if, if, if if it was what if if it was an electron it, the equation would just be 9.31 times 10 to the negative 31 multiplied by 3 times 10 to the 8 squared it's pretty small so how much energy does that release just e equals mc squared Come on, come on, come on, Teo. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's simple, basic, like, mental math. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, yeah, yeah, that's a neat question. That square squares me up, I don't know. <laughs> the square. Well, I guess it's, yeah. Wait, did, did, did you say a really tiny amount of mass? No, it would be, it would be a very small amount of, of energy. I think it'd just go through you. I think it'd just be like a hypodermic needle. And I think if you were to move your hand, it would cut you in the most precise way that like, if you started it's a revolution moving, surgery, holy shit, it would be, if you had the Hadron Collider and it just, it, you'd have the most precise cuts known to man. Just proton, proton resolution or cut control. <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine? <laughs> See a cockroach. That'd be crazy. That would be. That'd be like Ghostbusters, but pest killers. <laughs> Don't cross those beams. <laughs> it's like a nuclear reaction. You start a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a fun thing for, you know, an hour. And then you just have black holes everywhere. Yeah, and then it'd be over. Yeah. If, an electron, be worth it. if an electron hits you at the speed of light, mm -hmm. 
it releases much energy as I don't even physically think you can, re- you can exert this little energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Point zero, 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 eight, four. Oh, wait, wait. So zero, 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 eight. Yeah. Are you guys oh, saying okay. eight zeros or is that seven zeros? Bro, this is like, <laughs> this is, this is, this is like 13 zeros okay. and an eight four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's not very much. But applied to such a small place, you gotta think about. It's pretty localized. No, that's, that's, that's not how energy <laughs> it's works. Super localized. <laughs> that's like yeah, that's it is, like, isn't it? Is that, that like how lasers work? How they burn? Is it's like yeah, but it's more energy than the. It's like highly focused. Because you have to yeah. understand that that little energy is like less energy than a feather falling on you. It's like but way a, less but energy. If a, but if a feather were to fall on you. In this, in the space of an electron's diameter, like that would probably no, kill, no. kill what that ever no. that was under that electron. No, it's not how energy works. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds interesting. <laughs> anyway, anything else on the space frontier? Uh, no, I think that's about it. You know, we just need to. You know, we we just need to go out to other worlds. That's what we need to do. We need to. Yeah, yeah, we do. So which because one? sentience is so important, mm-hmm. and because life is so important. So which one would you we start have, with? We have a, we have a, an obligation. Um, what would we start with? I mean, it, it looks like Mars is just, like, happening. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, moon would be cool. I don't know why we wouldn't do the moon first. I was going to say so, that too. So, do we know why we're doing Mars before the moon? Literally, it has an right atmosphere. There. I guess does it Mars doesn't. Have, does Mars have an atmosphere? Oh yeah. Does it? Yeah. Does, Does it? it? Is it? Is it? A th- or is it like a thin atmosphere? Like it's, it's not, it's not it, like an atmosphere we can live in. Well, it's 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 CO two. It doesn't have the right chemical composition, but it's it's reasonably dense. But like the moon, I can look out and see it every yeah, it's night. Really like close. it's so yeah. close. It takes like what twelve hours or something to yeah. get there with our rockets. We I don't do know. Both. I have no idea that <laughs> twelve hours. <laughs> I think it's like five days. Yeah, five days. <laughs> I think it's I think it's in the days like range. Yeah, I mean, I think we should do both. I want to I want to go to Titan, you know. Just because it's like there's methane everywhere, methane lakes. We 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 could build a totally um, like we could build a fossil fuel economy, and it's like the smartest thing to do, and it's environmentally like friendly because it's just everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> CO2 everywhere and methane. Be careful what you wish for, because you know that with human with humans with the with with, with humans thought pattern that we've sh- we've set precedent on right they, they they'd be like yeah let's go colonize the place and get some methane gas so we have natural resources for the rest of our life and what they're gonna now what they're gonna do is they're gonna build a pipeline all the way from titan <laughs> to awesome. some, other, some other planet and you know then you're just leaking then the pipeline's gonna burst and it's a whole entire environmental <laughs> thing that's hilarious i thought you were gonna go with like We'll go to Titan and we'll be so environmentalist that we're going to try and make it. Like we're going to try and like grow trees there and stuff. and just, I mean, or, or do solar. We'll try to do solar <laughs> on Saturn's biggest moon with like the densest atmosphere. I'm sure that's what some political parties would be, do, but like <laughs> pipelines. But the thing is, it would be, be like the flip side of our situation. It's like Green Party doesn't tend to be very strong here, but it would be like the leading party <laughs> of Titan. <laughs> 
And that is, oh my gosh, my outro is completely gone because I forgot to open it after we had that non-descriptive closing. Uh, <laughs> this has been episode 012, but before we go, is there anything anyone would like to plug in the last week that they've personally enjoyed? Hmm. I know Gunnar's been enjoying his McDonald's coffee because he's been playing McDonald's Monopoly. It's over now. So it's... You're, just drinking, you're just drinking coffee. That's... I didn't. I didn't win. What? It's sad. Why do you, why, okay, I have a question. I mean to ask you, why do you yeah. drink or why do you buy your coffee? Why don't you just make coffee in the morning? Uh, okay. Good reason Especially because before your excuse was because Monopoly's on. Good reason for that. <laughs> uh, I usually had a French press and so I brew up one of those and it's really nice, but I broke it like three weeks ago. Oh. And so I just like, I've been a lazy shit and just haven't gotten a new one. How do you break your French press? Well, it's glass. I just fucking dropped it and it just, just oh, okay. shattered all over the that floor first sense. fucking thing in the morning i was so upset like i was like yeah wake up 7 30 let's have a coffee break the fucking french press it's oh. like i'm going back to bed <laughs> fuck today <laughs> restart <laughs> yeah it's surprising how i got i'll throw up my undergrad you know like i i i honestly i just bought coffee from like tim horton's Whenever, whenever I wanted some, and I, I just didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me that I could just like make it at home. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so, you know, like now, now I'm, now I get my coffee, like the cheapest coffee, cheapest, you know, highest amount of kilograms coffee at Costco. Yeah, my taste buds hate or are, are, are crying for you. Thank you, <laughs> I appreciate that. But nonetheless, it's coffee, and it's like nine dollars for two months worth of coffee if you hey if you run that through a french press i swear to god french presses are the best way i'll plug french presses because right. they are the right. best way to brew coffee that i've ever seen like i can drink the cheapest shit coffee in a french press and huh. it tastes you know decent nice okay well i'll so, plug the the the, the shit <laughs> <laughs> cheapest coffee at costco the giant no can green can i don't know the brand Sorry. oh that's kirkland kirkland oh there yeah. you go. if it's costco it's kirkland man oh okay. there you go look at me being a corporate I mean, shill i mean you can you can buy non-costco coffee at costco can you yeah well the green one Oh, maybe Nabob. I don't know. Fuck coffee. You have Nabob. You have Starbucks in there. You have. Yeah, you do. Yeah, but like this is the cheapest one. It's like two kilograms for like nine dollars. Definitely Kirkland, and that shit is bitter and disgusting. <laughs> I have it up at it's caffeinated. Uh, it's up. It's, it's it's up at the ski hill, and I'm just like every like I actually like it's got to the point where I hate that coffee so much because I because I wake up in the morning I'm like. And, and I just look at it. And I just, I'm just like, this is, I'm like the saddest I've ever been. Like, I imagine this is what Gunner feels like when he broke his French press. And I just sit there, I'm like, I can't even fathom putting this into my mouth. Like, it's not even worth it. Like, yes, I kind of want, you know, a warm drink in the morning, but I'm just so miserable. My day sucks. Everything's the worst. I don't want to go skiing. So I always buy, like, I always walk down to, like, the uh, baristas in the village. I'm just like, give you like five dollar latte yeah. <laughs> sometimes you gotta treat yourself you know especially when you're up at ski hill you definitely have to treat yourself especially, especially we're drinking kirkland's everyone <laughs> yeah no it's not you gotta you gotta appreciate the good things in life every now and That's then one of the good things that it does like kirkland kirkland really makes you like hey wow starbucks really has their shit together yeah <laughs> yeah it's pretty amazing so so whenever you're wondering in life if uh you know if you're thinking if you're down yourself and you're like man i'm having such a crappy day just remember Unless you're Teo, you probably have a drink, drink Kirkland <laughs> coffee in the morning, and it, and it could be worse. I'm happy I can be that person for, for other people. <laughs>
Grass is always greener, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and this is episode 012, a discussion on this, a discussion on the final frontier. Uh, remember that none of this is fact-checked, and um, please do not quote us 100 years in the future when uh, space travel actually exists and we start colonizing other places, because we can guarantee that this probably is not factually accurate in the future. Uh, this could be chlorine space hypos. <laughs> Chlorine yeah, we should talk more about this. I kind of want to <laughs> run through some design uh, possibilities with this. Wait, are we designing life now? Uh, this is a real thing. We don't need to design oh, it's a, this. Oh, it's an alien. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Okay. okay. It's not like we're like making mechanical space hippos. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, that, that would be pretty amazing, though. And remember, you can uh, find us on the socials. So if you want to continue this discussion of what you think the future would be like, especially as we go to space, or if you want to tell us what would happen if you blew up a nuke in space and what would happen to the radiation and our bodies and at what point and how far do we have to be away from the nuke before we get irradiated and yeah, instantaneously uh, blow up, please let us know. And especially if you're a physicist, because we always need a physicist to refer to. Desperately. Um, <laughs> and we are out. Bye-bye. That was Tao's head nod. It was, it was silent. Crunch, crunch, I don't want no lunch. All I want is potato chips. Potato chips. How my mouth does potato chips. Oh, chips, chips, chips. Crunch, crunch, I don't want no lunch. All I want is potato chips.